Man, the presence of the Lord is here tonight. Amen. And we've come as men to, to worship the Lord and to fellowship and to spend time together as men. Man, let's, let's just open up this service tonight with prayer. Just lift our hands and our voices to the Lord and invite the presence of the Lord in this place. Lord Jesus, we love you tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to come together as men, O oh Lord, to worship you. We lift our voice in praise unto thee. You are a great God. You are God alone. We love you. We praise you. We magnify you, O oh Lord, for you alone are worthy. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, men. Let's just, for a moment, I know it's been a long week. There's been a lot that's been going on at work, at home. Hallelujah. But now is an opportunity just to move into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We welcome you to our first men's rally here at Amen. Life Tabernacle, the North Central section. Men are on the move. We believe God for great things this year and years to come. Amen. There are many that, amen, I don't know. Maybe there are those that are around you that you don't know. I want you to just take a moment. I want you to just greet somebody in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Grasp them by the hand and shake their hand and welcome them to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, I'm, I'm going to impose on you just a little bit. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you just to, just fill in some of these front rows. So we can come close together, Amen, and just worship the Lord. Once again, Amen. We thank you for coming, taking the time out of your schedule. We just want to worship the Lord. The preacher's got a word for us. He texted earlier and said, he asked me if you want me to preach. I says, preach, preacher. I believe he has a word for us tonight. Amen. But let's, let's just, one more time, let's just lift our voice. We're going to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship the Lord with us tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God who always causes us to win. Yeah, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God, thanks be to God, we have overcome, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, you're the one, by the power of your name, 
Jesus, you're the one. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the one who made a way for us, triumph in his name. Oh, 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 oh. be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God who always causes us to win. Yeah. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in his name. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. We have overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we have overcome by the power of your name. Jesus, you're the one. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the one who made a way for us in his name. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want more of you, oh God. 
we want more of your presence oh lord more of your spirit hallelujah 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 more of your presence oh god hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus worship the lord with us hallelujah thank you jesus hallelujah want and all we need is found in Jesus all we ask is more of you nothing else can satisfy the Lord is good and his love endures yes the Lord is good forever and I'll shout it out from the mountain tops yes the Lord is good forever Sing it aloud with me tonight. Hallelujah. For the Lord is good and his love endures. Yes, the Lord is good forever. And I'll shout it out from the mountains. Yes, the Lord is good forever. His love endures. Yes, the Lord is good forever. And I'll shout it out from the mountain top. Yes, the Lord is good forever. For the Lord is good and His love endures. Yes, the Lord is good forever and thou shout it out from the mountain top yes the lord is good forever for the lord is good and his love endures yes the lord is good forever and thou shout it out from the mountain top, yes, the Lord is good. 
of your presence. Hallelujah, we want more of your power. Hallelujah, we want more of your anointing, oh God. Send your presence into this room tonight, oh Lord, I pray. Hallelujah, let the refreshing of the Holy Ghost, oh God, come into this place, oh God, to touch every man, oh God. Lord, every man that is in this place, oh God, let your spirit, oh God, touch and move and flow through him tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want you. Oh, hallelujah. We want you. More and more, we want you. More and more, more and more. We want you. More and more, we want you. More and more, we want you. seated for just a moment amen this morning when I opened my eyes the Lord dropped a verse in my heart first Chronicles chapter 12 verse 32 it says of the children of Issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do the heads of them were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. Amen. I believe I'm standing in the midst of men who know the time in which we live. Amen. Some scholars say that the sons of Issachar understood the atmosphere, the environment, the political uh, situations that were going on in their nation at their time. Amen. You can look around. We can see all of the things that are going on in our country, and I'm not distracted by it. But I understand, amen, that there is revival in the land. Amen. And I believe God is going to use the men of the North Texas District 
and North Central section to bring about great revival. Amen. 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 Once again, it's good to see you. Amen. In the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. I see our illustrious presbyter here and I'm going to ask him to come. Amen. And to greet you tonight in the wonderful name of Jesus. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight at this men's rally. And uh, it's an honor to be here with Brother Corner and, and the church and Brother Perry, Brother Hathcock. Looking forward to his ministry here this evening. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing in this day, in this hour. Amen. I was thinking today, you know, the, the, the Bible says we're called to the kingdom. And, and I believe that we are absolutely called to the kingdom for, for such a time as this. Amen. I, I don't believe it's an accident that you and I are in God's kingdom the day and the time, the hour which we are right now. But we're here to do a great work for God. And I believe that if we will unite together like never before, amen, the, the potential is unlimited as what we can do as men, men of God. And so I, I want to commit to you, and I believe you'll commit to me, that we will rise up and be the men, the men of prayer, men of worship, and uh, men that will lead our families and lead our churches to greater revival, greater revival than we've ever had. I'm glad to be with you tonight. God bless you. Let's have church. Amen. 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 I want to just take a few moments. Amen. And we're going to we're going to take up an offering, amen, tonight. We ask if you can, amen, give something to bless the kingdom, amen, and the work of the Lord. It is exciting to see men in the house of the Lord worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Let's, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to give, to bless your kingdom that you would use this offering for the benefit of your kingdom. Let everybody say in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You're going to come and get your offering, amen. And We have some just a few quick announcements. There are a lot of things that are going on in the North Texas district this year with, with our men, and we want you to, to know of those things, amen. The first thing, uh, we're talking four for four. Amen. How many athletes are in here, baseball players or basketball players, maybe somebody that's been involved with, with sports? It was, it'd be something if you went four for four, you know, at the plate. It would be something if you went four for four and, and you scored a touchdown on every drive. It would be something if you stood at the free throw line and you sank four free throws in a row. Amen. But we're talking about the kingdom of God, and this year we're going four for four. Amen. Tonight, amen, is the first You've come to our first ever men's sectional rally, and we're so glad that you have come to be a part of that. But then after that, we're going to have an, uh, a time of, of fellowship and fun at Lake Levon on May the 19th and 20th. Everybody say May 19th and 20th. 
you don't want to miss it. There's going to be uh, some camping. There's going to be live entertainment. There's going to be a buffet-style home-cooked meal that uh, you can be a part of. There's going to be all kinds of recreational activities. There's going to be a shooting tournament, archery, horseshoes, fishing, sports. Brother Zach, there won't be a bull, so we can't ride a bull, but, but we're going to have a good time in the Lord. And then also, uh, we're going to, uh, everybody say men's conference. I don't know how many of you had the opportunity to go to men's conference uh, last year. It was a tremendous time. Man, great preachers, uh, great teaching. Amen. But this year, we're going to add an extra night. We're going to start on Thursday night. We're going to have service Thursday night. But then also on Friday There'll be some free time during the day for those that maybe like to golf, those that maybe like to go to the shooting range. Maybe some would like to shop, or maybe some would just like to sleep in. There's going to be some time for men to get together, and then we're going to have service Friday night, and then we're going to finish up on that Saturday. And then each church, we're asking for each church, and I don't know how many pastors here. I see Brother Jane, Brother Foster, Pastor Weatherwood, and Pastor Corner. Uh, we're asking all of the men to give a Father's Day offering of $400. Amen. If we could do that, we have 100 churches in our district. And if each church can give that amount of money, we can give $40,000. Amen. This year from the men's ministry. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. We're going we're gonna to worship the Lord one more time. And then we're going to get the preacher right up. And then I, I want to hear the word of the Lord tonight. And I believe the Lord has a word for us. And then we're going to have a time of fellowship in the back. Amen. And, and uh, we just want to get to know you. There are some new men that I have not had an opportunity to meet. Amen. And I'm looking forward to the time of fellowship and fun that we can have. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands right now. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. I want to be close to the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to be in his presence. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. I want to be close, close to your side. So heaven is real and death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above singing as one. Hallelujah, holy, holy God Almighty, the great I am, who is worthy, none beside thee, God Great. 
loving the world and hating the dark. I want to see dry bones living again, singing as one. Hallelujah, holy, holy God Almighty, the great I am. before you the demons run in fear at the mention of the name king of majesty there is no power in hell or in you who can stand before the power and the presence of the great I am the great I am the great I am just a moment and the preacher's about to come amen I thank the Lord for the rusty Hathcock and 
had an opportunity to begin working with him and getting involved with men's ministry. And he's got a passion amen, for men. He's got a desire to see the kingdom move forward and to see men leading in the kingdom. And I won't forget, amen, he preached the opening of our men's conference, amen, after this. And that word has stuck with me after this. Amen. We're living in a tremendous time and tr tremendous opportunity to see revival. Amen. And I want Brother Hathcock to come amen, and preach the word of the Lord to us today. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord as he comes. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord Jesus Christ another great hand clap together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout his name. We always get excited when we talk about a rally, conference, a gathering. And uh, the first thing everybody wants to know is uh, how many people are there? And We'd like to say tonight that there's 500 here. We'd like to say there's a thousand here. But the ones that need to be here are here. And I've never gauged what I put into a message by the amount of people that were there and uh, the Lord didn't hang on a cross by the amount of people that would be saved because he said few would enter can you imagine if that gauged the way that he felt about eternity. It'd been a lot easier just to start all over. So, what I want to do is I want us to just know that God came and met us here tonight to speak a word to you and to speak a word to me. And in coming months and coming years, we'll see our crowds improve and grow and we say thank you to Pastor Corners first time I got to meet him personally tonight thank you for opening up your doors what a beautiful building I had no clue this was here we say thank you uh, and I think we ought to show him how we appreciate him for opening his facility tonight you're a good presbyter brother whether it uh, known him and his family a long, long time when he was uh, still a fairly young evangelist and I was a youth pastor. He was preaching revivals around in Louisiana and came, that's been a long, long time ago. And uh, we went to youth camp together when we was just toe-headed boys. And uh, that was a, a long time ago and a lot of fun. And uh, Brother Ward is class act. I don't know where he went, but there he is right there. But 
he's as good as it gets on our committee and y'all have selected a good good man to lead your men's ministry here in the north central section and i say thank you to him uh all the time privately but i get to do that tonight uh publicly say thank you for that and uh our men's ministry is gonna do wonderful we're gonna see some great great things this year and uh we're gonna see something special tonight i believe that i believe every man that wants to leave here uh a little stronger and uh, with our needle of knowledge moved a little bit that's going to happen and uh, i believe that and uh, i want us to just lift our hands together and uh and just ask the lord one more time just say lord if there's anything that you want to show me tonight i want to see it help me lead me guide me god let us hear let us understand let us respond to your word you're a wonderful savior you see every man that's here, every man that wanted to be here. You see every situation. You see the home of every one of these men. You see every job situation. You see every man that has a wife here tonight. Every battle that they are facing. Lord, we ask you to empower every man tonight. That when he leaves this place, Lord, he has the ability to go home and take something with him. That blesses his home blesses his church and his pastor going forward that there's some changes made in Jesus name in Jesus name come on let's give the Lord a great hand clap together uh, let's do that Amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for the invitation. We're going to go to 1 Chronicles uh, 13. The announcements were wonderful, and it is going to be a great, great time at all of those events that the Lord mentioned. Uh, make plans. It's going to be good. Going to 1 Chronicles 13, verse number 9 and 10. I'll read two verses there, and then one out of 1 Thessalonians. I don't know how much... Uh, I don't know how excited we're going to get tonight. I don't know how much shouting you're going to do, how much aisle running you're going to do, but it, if you tune in, we're going to leave here better than we came. I promise you that. Amen. First Chronicles 13, uh, verses 9 through 10. Let me, let me make an apology real quick. With the traffic that we ran into tonight, my good son-in-law came with me, uh, and I didn't say good because I have a bad one. He's the bad one, too. Uh, he's the only one, but uh, I did not, uh, I was a little late, and that was not uh, on purpose or because I didn't care. It wouldn't have mattered if I was uh, going to see senators and congressmen or to general conference to preach. I'd done everything I could do tonight. thought I had plenty of time. The traffic got me both ways. And uh, so uh, I do apologize, and uh, don't feel ill at me towards that. Uh, towards me for that please First uh, Chronicles 13 and 9 and when they came unto the threshing floor of Chidon Yuza put forth his hand to hold the ark for the oxen stumbled and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Yuza 
And he smote him because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. One more voice, if you want to, one more verse, if you want to go with me to 1 Thessalonians. Uh, we'll read 5 and 19. A little later, you can read 15 through 28. There's a whole lot of great reading there, a lot of preaching there, but we'll read one verse, very short verse for the sake of time. Verse 19 of chapter 5 says, Quench not the Spirit. Quench not the Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, Quench not the Spirit. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you tonight something I feel very, very deep in my soul that I spent a lot of time in today. I want to share with you tonight. Just let God move. We can let it happen tonight. Amen. Just let God move. I want you to look around and notice something. None of y'all's wives are watching. None of your children are watching. There's, no, there's nobody looking at you. So y'all can just cut loose tonight and just have a little church and then let's see what happens. It might stick with you and go home with you. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We've already prayed. We ask you one more time for anointing. Anoint every ear to hear and understand. But more than anything, Lord, let us speak and let us respond. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for the pastors that are here and the men that have come out tonight on this Friday night. Let there be a great move of your spirit in this building. In your perfect matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And every man said amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Just let God move. If we go and we go back to 5 and 19 of Thessalonians, it's a very short verse, but there is a lot of power in this uh, little bitty verse. It has a whole lot of meaning and uh, significance. It has a lot of uh, implication uh, to us spiritually that it carries. It has a lot of uh, what come to me today, and I jotted in my notes, uh, what I would call instant value and revelation to the entire Word of God. When you say, uh, when you say those four little words, uh, quench not the Spirit. Uh, it means a whole lot to the remainder of the Bible and everything that precedes those words. And so I want to share with you, uh, I've built that up as though it means a lot. And so I want to share with you uh, exactly what it means. The word has been uh, mishandled a lot of times as only used concerning our outward praise. I've heard people use that. In the altar service, I've heard people say, uh, you know, don't, don't quench that. Don't hold that back. Let that go. Let, it go, what, uh, let, let go what you feel. And, and there is uh, much truth to that. And it's absolute, without a doubt, it does carry that meaning. But it means more than that. It's deeper than that. And I share this meaning with you. The word quench means to extinguish. Don't put out what's already going. It says don't snuff out. Put out, stop, or suppress. 
all of those things could be talking about an outward worship. If you wanted to clap your hands, don't decide at the last moment because of who's watching, who's around, or I'm not really that kind of a worshiper. I'm not really that kind of a praiser, uh, rather. And uh, so really, I don't want to do that, or I don't know these men. I'm not comfortable. It's not my church. It's not my pastor. And so uh, I'm really not going to do that. So it would apply to those few meanings. But The next meaning, the next definition of this word really, really hits home, and it means program. Don't program the Spirit of God. How many people, how many of us from time to time have been guilty of programming the Spirit of the Lord? or restricting is the next word, restrain or control. It's sad but true. Many ministries, many churches, which those are not my business, and I have been guilty at times of trying to be careful. Maybe it's a service, and I want to make sure another song gets sung, or there's certain visitors there, and I want to make sure they get to see a portion of the service. And maybe the Lord was trying to do something different, but I was trying to make sure they got to see something something else and so instead of just letting it go maybe I tried to hurry and rush into the next segment of the service because surely those visitors need to see what we have to offer that's programming God now it's not my business to talk about that tonight as far as churches and pastors and ministries But I do want to talk to us as men, as individuals. Uh, I want to tell you, and I say this in any setting, you can't govern a move of God. Amen? Let me say that again. You cannot govern a move of God. You can't get together and vote in when God can move and when He can't. Your committee and subcommittee cannot determine when God can move. It is not my authority tonight to say when the Spirit of God can move and heal and deliver and set you free. That's going to be up to God. And it's going to be up to us to let it happen. Amen. The Lord gave me two things to share with you tonight. And I typed them in a couple of times and... I took them out a couple of times. I typed them in a couple of times and took them out a couple of times because I'm very, very sensitive and sometimes even fearful to use the word, uh, a prophetic word, or the Lord told me. I'm always very careful about these things. I would rather say I feel impressed or something like that. But there's two definite things that I know the Holy Ghost spoke to me to tell this group of men. I didn't know how many would be here. Doesn't matter how many's here. You're here and I have two things that I want to share with you right now. First of all, God wants to move in your life. Somebody said, well, anybody could have said that at any time. But he told me without question to tell you he wants to do that. Somebody said he hadn't moved in my life in a long time. Well, he wants to. There's a reason it hadn't happened. And maybe we get to the bottom of that before this service is over. Second is this. He's only going to do it on his terms. He's not... But he will not ever be dictated to him when and how he can be God. He never has been. He won't start for me. Amen. 
His terms mean where and when and how. Many times our convenience or how we have need and, uh, you know, we begin to pray for things. We've all been guilty of this. Uh, we start praying and I have some folks in the church that I pastor and I, I've noticed uh, lately they really, really, really been trying to worship and touch the Lord. And I always know that those people have needs because of how they worship. And as soon as that need is met, the, you'll hear the testimony. And then I can almost know, not because I'm some great prophet or even some great pastor, but I have figured out, as many pastors, and maybe you have, and maybe we've been guilty of doing it ourselves, but we always know that just as soon as the need is met, and we don't need uh, that great uh, moment of worship anymore we don't have that great uh, desire if you will maybe that's the wrong word but whatever word you want to put right there then all of a sudden we can put God back on his leash we can put him back in his box if you will but I want to tell you what the Lord wants to say to some men tonight that he will take care of that situation in your home in your church on your job if you just let him be God and let him move when he wants to move and just let him be God when he wants to be God and quit trying to prop him up and help him out and get in the way of him being God. I feel like to preach to some men that there are some miracles, there are some healings if we would recognize the fact that he always wants to be off the leash, he always wants to be out of the box, he always wants to be God, he always wants to be recognized, he doesn't want to just be God when I have a need. I think we as men may be the worst creature in the world at trying to put him on a leash. I think it's sad, but I think it's true. The women have less pride. They're designed that way. The children have less pride. Uh, it's why maybe the youth camps, there's more, that th more things happen at the youth camps. And the children are laid out, and they're all laid out across the altars. And they're speaking in an unknown tongue. And they're, they're like little groups of, uh, of ants just piled on top of each other, just praying and worshiping. And the ladies, they, they've, they've slung bobby pins all over the place. And, and it still happens that way. And the men set back sometimes. And we've got God on our little leash until a pink slip comes comes and then all of a sudden we turn into king worshiper and we set the whole church on fire what would happen in our churches if we lived with a pink slip in our pocket what would happen if we were always in fear of the report but what would happen if there was no fear and we just recognized that God needed to be God all the time and I had the right to let him loose in my life every day. He wants to move, but he wants to move on his terms. He's not a deal maker when it comes to. Now I'll set you up for the message. Here's the short message. We had another reading in Chronicles. Now I'm going to read the whole thing to you. First Chronicles 13, 5 through 11. 
that was the foundation and the setup. Here's the message. So David gathered all Israel together from shore of Egypt, even unto the entering of Hamath, to bring the ark of God from Kerjoth, Jerom. And David went up and all Israel to Bala, that is to Kerjoth, Jerom, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims whose name is called on it. They carried the ark of God in a new cart. Somebody say a new cart. Out of the house of Abinadab and Uzzah and Ahiah drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might and with singing and with harps and with psalteries and with the timbrels and with cymbals and with trumpets. And when they came unto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark. For the oxen stumbled and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And he smote him because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Therefore that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. If you look that up and find out what Perez Uzzah means, it means the place where Uzzah died busted open. I want to preach to you today that there seems to be something wrong with this picture. Something does not appear to be quite right. It appears that Yuza has done everything right because this ark, this ark of the covenant, the ark of the Lord that carried all of the things and more than anything, a manifestation of the presence of God. Everywhere the ark was, uh, so was the presence of the Lord. Even the enemies feared if they could see that box. They said, hey, we don't want to mess with them. They've got the box. And as long as the box was in captivity, Israel didn't have the authority and the power that they had with the box and so it seems like now that they are in a situation where they get to bring this box back and and if you read verse 9 it makes you just kind of scratch your head and go really why would it be this way as the ark starts to fall there it is there's people all around it's a carnival environment there's music and popcorn if you will of the day there's there's hot dogs and songs and singings and oh Oh, the ark is coming home and David has finally made a permanent place for this ark and everything's going to be wonderful and it's great it's festivities and there's a, but all of a sudden there's this huge spiritual twist and all of a sudden this ark starts to fall off of the cart and one man seeming to do the right thing puts his hand to steady and stop the ark from falling What seems wrong with that? What seems wrong with the one thing you're trying to get home? The Spirit of God and a manifestation of that box. The one thing that brings victory and healing and the miraculous. What seems wrong with Yuza just putting his hand up and trying to steady that, uh, that cart and that ark? There's a couple of questions that have to be asked. First of all, when you begin to study the ox, it'll show you that besides a mountain goat, there's not another more sure-footed animal in the history of animals than an ox. He can go anywhere. He can go everywhere. He can almost climb a 90-degree mountain that's, that's uh, covered with rubble and covered. He, he's tough. He's brutal. He can bear the weather. He can, he can handle it all. And then, then you put 
two of them together and they're powerful. They, they don't go down for nothing. They're, they're extremely hard to kill. They, they die hard. They're, they're, they're incredible. And all of a sudden, they come to an uneven place. And when you study this out and you begin to read about this uneven place, it's not like they were going off of a mountain's cliff or something. You just find it was just a little place that was uneven. It wasn't a place that they were afraid to walk this team of oxen. And all of a sudden, they stumble. Why? Why does the most sure-footed creature of the day, why is it that he stumbles? I had you repeat new cart. Why? Because the new cart was made for the ark. It was not some old rickety cart that, that was just falling apart and they just had to rush and hurry and use it to go get the ark. No, David made it for that ark. He made a good strong cart. He didn't cut any corners. The wheels weren't falling off of it. So here we have two good strong sure-footed animals and we have a good strong cart. And all of a sudden, for apparently no reason, the Spirit of the Lord starts to fall off this cart the manifestation the one place they always know he's going to be begins to descend off that cart begins to fall and use a trying uh trying to see that that doesn't happen breaks the law and says no lord i know that that this may not be right and it may seem out of order but i'm not going to let you fall here this is not the place. See, we've got church designed for you up here. We've got a place where we can worship you up here. We've got things set up in the middle of all these festivities. We're not going to be embarrassed. In a, I feel the Holy Ghost. We're not going to be embarrassed in the middle of the journey. We, we've got something else going on. You're not going to move right here. It's not going to happen right here. But I'm going I'm to stop you. I'm going I'm to keep this from happening in the middle of the journey. I'm going to preach to you right here because here's where a lot of us are at spiritually and it's why that, that couple of 3,000 years later that that same verse made it to 1 Thessalonians when Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica and he says, just let the Spirit move. Anywhere it wants to go. If it don't seem like the right place, let him move. If it don't seem like the right crowd, let him move. If it don't seem like on the right people, let him move. If it don't seem like the right time of day, let him move. If it don't, come on, somebody, hear what I'm preaching to you right now. If God gets ready to move, you take advantage. He's moving for a reason. I had a young man, I'll hold his name. Here a while back, has got a wife and two children. Sweet wife. She's been trying to live for the Lord, really working hard. They come, come out of denominal culture. Came to church, and when the Lord moved on him the first time, she's the one that started coming, but when he finally came, he was a proclaimed atheist. First time he came to church, he sat on the pew, and he jumped up. He said, man, I feel something. And I said, I want to tell you something. I called his name. I said, what you feel is the Spirit of God. And he said, man, I feel it. That's real. I feel it. I said, why don't you lift your hands up and tell him that you acknowledge he's here and, and begin to talk to him. And the Lord touched him. The Holy Ghost moved on him at that moment he went directly from that altar to the baptistry he had an experience it blew her mind 
She had been wanting him to come for several weeks. She had been bringing the kids to Sunday school and coming out of the denominal world. She stood back there and cried. She said, I, I don't know what's going on, Pastor Rusty. Would you tell me what's happening to my husband? And I said, he's had an experience right here. The moment he said he believed, the Lord took advantage of that moment. And she said, well, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, he's just going to be baptized now. And I was trying to calm her down, settle the moment a little bit. I said, he's just going to be baptized. He feels it. I talked a little bit about baptism in the message. And I, I here, here, here a little later, he ran into some trouble. And here a little while later, just a couple of weeks ago now, he had been real sick and been battling a lot of things. A very young man had been healthy up to this point, And he didn't know what was going on. He'd come walking out of Brookshire's and his face was as red as, as, red as my brother's shirt right there. And literally, this guy's face was just blood beat red. And I... I looked at him and I said, man, what, what's going on? And he said, Pastor Rusty, he said, I'm sick. And I said, what's happening? He said, man, my blood pressure is 100, I think he said 178 over 121. I said, man, you got to get to the hospital. You need to get to the doctor. That's, that's way too high. You, you've got to go. And he said, I know. I've been going in here to the pharmacy and checking it. And, and they've been checking it there in the, in the pharmacy at Brookshire's. And they've been doing it for me. And, and something just came over me right there. It's something I don't make a practice out of. I don't try to get attention out of it. I'm a calm uh, person with good sense. But something hit me right there. And I said, well, you know, I could wait. And I could say, you, you, we'll pray for you Sunday. Or I'll pray for you later. But I looked at him and I said, you know what? This is not the will of God. I'm going to pray for you. He said, man, I'd appreciate it. And he started to walk off. I said, no, right here. And he looked at me and he said, well, and he kind of got this sheepish grin on his face. And I said, I want to pray for you right now. He said, okay. And I reached right up and I started praying for him. And the doors were swinging open and closed and people were coming and going. And I started praying for him. And the Holy Ghost moved right there at the entrance of that big Brookshire's brothers in Terrell, Texas. And all of a sudden, that man's blood pressure, he showed up at church the next day. This was about a Thursday. He showed up, him and his wife and kids in tow. And man, he was like this. He he said, Pastor, I got to tell you something. I said, what's that? He said, man, I've been feeling good. And I said, you want me to tell you why? Because we didn't wait till church. We didn't wait until it was the right moment. We put faith in God right here, right now. While we feel something, we let God be God. We don't let, he's not a hamstrung God. He's not a weak God. He's not a God on a leash or a God in a box that we wind up. He's God all the time. Too many times we think God needs help when he can move and when he can't. He's not bound by our calendar, folks. Watch this right here. I want you to hear what I learned in the remainder of my study. The Bible said that David got mad because he looked at one of his best men Yuzah, the Bible said that Yuzah was breached. I don't know if his head was split open or his chest was split open. But as I began to read this, the word breach right there meant what was on the inside of him is now on the outside. The Lord, when he touched that ark, the power of the Spirit of God burst him open. He died instantly. And that cart fell to the ground. The Lord was making a statement right there. I'm trying to stop right here. And you got a good cart, and you got good mules, and you, or you got good oxen, and you got a good plan. 
But I'm not trying to go over there right now. I'm trying to stop right here. Well, Lord, we've got a good service plan. We've got a fourth song. We've got a good evangelist. But what you don't understand is there's a heart that needs me right now. There's people right now. There's an addiction that's ready to be broken on song number one. My word is eternal. It'll hold right now while you feel something. It's not time to throw your hand up and say. Now, if your pastor does this, he's right and I'm wrong. And I mean that to the nth degree. If a missionary does it, if, if, if our good presbyter does it. But I got aggravated with an evangelist one time. Because there was a woman I'd been praying for for months and months and months. Wanting the Lord to fill her with the, with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then she just kept praying in the altar, praying in the altar. Never would come in. He was preaching, he was preaching it down. He was bringing the word. He had been preaching about 10 minutes. And I watched her as she sat there, knuckles white, ready to go. And all of a sudden she jumped up and headed to the altar. And he said, hey, sit down. When I get ready for the altar service, I'll let you know. And it was like you poured cold water over my head. And never again for the remainder of her life did I see her walk to an altar. I want to tell you, the pastor probably is in tune a whole lot more. If he ever does it, he's right because he knows what's going on. But in our situation that day, we needed God to move right then. We needed God at that moment. We didn't need the guy with the suitcase we needed God. And so it was. Yuza did not understand that God, what God was trying to do was stop right there. And if Yuza would have just kept his hands off, he could have experienced the miracles that were about to happen. Whoo! Because what nobody knew is that the Spirit of the Lord that would later be recognized as the Holy Ghost inside that box. The Holy Ghost was at the end of a driveway of a man named Obededom. He was at the end, right over down here, down the left somewhere, was a little old bitty middle to low end class house of a man named Obededom. And his job in the country was he was a gatekeeper and the spirit of the Lord recognized that he was going to outrun the carpenters of what was going on at David's house and the house wasn't going to be completed when the ark got there and the Holy Ghost recognized I don't want to get somewhere that's not ready for me and he also recognized the job of Obadiah was his first and foremost job was he was a gatekeeper and the Holy Ghost felt a kindred spirit and said, hey, stop me right here. This man will take care of me and nurture me and tend to me until whatever's ready is ready. Well, I'm fixing to preach to somebody because the next thing we read about Obadiah, we find out is that he was in Judah's choir. 
And when they carried that cart up there to Obedidom's house and the Spirit of the Lord got them down that long driveway and they parked him in front of that fireplace. Oh, Obedidom sat there in the evening saying, what a mighty God we serve. And he had absolute, complete touch with the Spirit of God while the rest of everybody else didn't have any connection. For three long months, Obedidom had a touch with the Almighty God while other people were dying trying to stop a move. Obedidom said, move me with your message. Move me in this place. Have your way at my house. And let me tell you that in a period of three months, all of his animals produced. His crops produced. Everything happened. Rain fell at Obedidom's house when it didn't fall across the street. Everything. His children were blessed. His family was blessed. His crops were blessed. Why? Because he said if you're going to get to this God that belongs to me, you'll have to kill me first. Come on enemy. Come on hell. Send your best. I'm a gatekeeper and I'm a praiser. He'll always show up at the house of a gatekeeper and a house of a praiser. And I want to tell you that no law and no plan and no hope that seems to be right will ever stop God from showing up somewhere where somebody will protect him and the integrity of the Holy Ghost and his holiness and the way that he wants you to live. He'll show up there and the people that try to stop him will pay the bill. Somebody said, well, Yuzah was a good guy. Yuzah was a good guy, but Yuzah didn't follow the good rule. And I want to tell you that when God gets ready to move in our lives, men, we should never stop him. Somewhere there's a church. It might be 20. It might be 300. It might be 500. You may be one of your whole group of men that came tonight. But I want to tell you that somewhere there is a key to every group of men and to every group of young people and to every group and you sir are that key and when you start letting God move in your life anytime he wants to your whole section is going to be affected and you're going to be the one that starts a revival that people are going to say what in the world has happened I'll tell you what happened when God wanted to move on Wednesday he moved when he wanted to move at 5 a.m. men's prayer he moved. When he wanted to move on Sunday morning, prayer before church, he moved. You allowed God to just have his way. It didn't matter when, where, what, or how. If God got ready to move, you let him move. You ought to stand to your feet right now knowing that he wants to move in your life. I dare you to lift your hands and make a bold profession to him that, you, that he can move anytime he wants to. I dare you to do that right now. I dare you to give him 60 seconds of praise and worship. I dare you to tell him he can be God on his terms. He can be God on his time. He can be God when he wants to be God.
I don't know what song it was. Brother Ward, I'm not certain what song it was of that day. But let's bring it over to a New Testament. I'm not sure what it was. But I can see old Obedidim now. As he sat there and he threw another log on the fire in the wintertime. Pardon me, Pastor. Just okay? And he kicked his feet up. And he sat there and he eyeballed that ark. And he knew the power that was in it. And he thought, boy, I am so blessed. And he got out his old timer. And he just went to whittling something. And a song hit him. And he just said, Oh, how I love Jesus. Remember, we jumped testaments. Jesus, oh. You don't have to try to follow me, brother. How I love Jesus. And he heard something at the gate. And that was 10 or 12 of them Philistine spies that knew we've got to get that ark back. And it didn't take him but just a second to grab a good long knife and a spear and his best homemade javelin thrower. And he pulled it back. He said, I dare y'all to come up here and try this again. I'm a gatekeeper. You have to kill me and everybody here. Wasn't nobody there but him and his family. But he's a gatekeeper. And it's his job to let them know. You're going to fight a battle if you plan to get to this thing. And the Lord felt comfortable because he's at a gatekeeper's house. And he's having songs sung. And Obedidim would get up. His children come in there and say, Daddy, what you doing? You just don't know what's in that box, darling. There's a spirit in there that when it gets wound up, it causes the enemy to get a suicidal spirit. It causes the enemy to turn on itself. It causes the enemy to run the aisles away from the church. And then one, and then on the evening, he sped up a little bit and said, Well, what a mighty God we serve. Can you imagine the rumblings in that box? Because the Lord knew it was just going to be a little while. And when it, it is finished, and he's going to have the opportunity to break out and live in the souls of mankind. He knew this is a temporary stay. I want somebody to hear what I'm preaching right now. Right, right now, even in this men's rally. If you will let God be God tonight. Right now, I feel like telling somebody, if you'll let him be God tonight, he's going to change that. And you know what that is. I see some of you, you already know, you're all, you were ahead of me. I've been preaching to you 32 minutes and I share this with you and I'm done. His name was Curtis. He'd be proud that I tell this story right here. He owned a glass company in Natchez, Mississippi and he felt led. He wasn't mad at the pastor. He wasn't upset with the ministries. He felt led and he had the blessings of the pastor. He went over and helped a little old church in Wisner, Louisiana that just had a few people. It had been pastored but four in years gone by and they had four or five hundred people. 
had a great church and the pastor moved away and, and took a church over in Louisiana over in the Lake Charles area now that church has probably a thousand members and, and, they, and a lot of those people literally packed up their homes and moved away with that pastor and left that church uh, and, and in a great way I mean he didn't have any problems or anything there but the people loved that pastor so many went with him and the church was small and it changed the whole environment of the church changed and uh, so it was a lot smaller the music changed and, and all of the ministries changed and so now they were down to 30 or 40 people and, and, and old Curtis Curtis Thornton he lo he'd love me to tell his testimony I went over there as a young evangelist to preach and I want to just tell you in that service it was dead the next service it was dead the next service it was dead and Curtis showed up and he said I feel like the Lord's led me over here to just help and I said what do you do brother Curtis he said I'm a glass man I said oh and I thought brother Weathered I thought well what's that what's that gonna do I mean I thought well maybe he can help them financially but does he know he was leaving a good church in Nat Natchez Mississippi and he, he come in there and he said just he was on one of these end pews right along in there in chair and he sat there and I began to preach one of them revival services he stood up he's a 35 40 year old man had braces bright blonde hair braces on his teeth and he stood up and did this as soon as I started preaching he began to weep and it wasn't long I was a school teacher about right over here where Brother Weathered is a couple, couple pews back she's a little short lady her hair was longer than she was all through this time she had just been sitting there her husband was a teacher as well he just sat there they just watched nobody nobody moving nobody moving it was just like everything had left after a few weeks she stood up just like Curtis she stood up and as long as he had stand she would stand her husband joined her and another one joined a few weeks went by, a couple of months went by, and another one joined. A few visitors started coming, and you could feel a little something. And I realized at that moment that Curtis Thornton was a spark plug for the church in Wisner, Louisiana. And then his wife came, and his children came, and they started, and the youth group started to grow, and their spirit was a lot like his pastor said would you teach a young marriage class for us and he said yes boom 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 people started coming in off the streets and drug addicts and users and heroin addicts and in that little in that little thing people come off the streets that were backsliders and used to be there and got mad because the preacher left the church started filling up and you could look all across that auditorium on any given day or night any time people be going and people start walking around and here's what I want to tell you I feel there's some Curtis Thorntons in this building you're the spark plug for your church for your men's ministry you're the one that by the time August rolls around there will be 10 or 15 or 20 men following you and you can say hey 
let's join our pastor or, or if he doesn't even get to make it let's hey, with his blessing let's go over to men's conference and when we come home let's let's make it different let's 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 set our church on fire right now let's let's be the one that when the offering plate goes around we're a blessing to the church because we let God be God in our worship when he wants to heal us in our finances on work day when it's time to mow the yard at the church and paint the trim and clean the carpet let's let God be God all the time I'm done I'm talking to some men right now that I know in the Holy Ghost are tired of putting their hand up to stop him but you're ready to put your hand up to invite him for three months for 90 days Obedidom enjoyed the blessings of the Lord and it changed his whole world I didn't read again where anybody made that mistake people embraced the blessings of the Lord and he was a man that was revered people were jealous of him and they loved him because he alone took care of what a whole army couldn't take care of for previous generations the Lord loves gatekeepers and he loves worshipers he'd like to bring his spirit to settle at your house are you the man tonight that would like to step out you don't want to wait on the next man you want to come right now and just worship him come on just let him move just let God move come on Come on, be the leader that your family needs. Be the leader that your pastor needs. Be the worshiper. Be that spark plug that fires off your church one more time. Every church goes through seasons. Maybe it's time to come out of that season. Maybe you're the one that's going to start it. Why don't you just lift up your voice, men? Even if you're bowed down at the altar. Why don't you lift up your voice? You're a man with a cry of spiritual war. Why don't you reach out to God right now? It's your night. He wants to talk to you tonight. He wants to speak on your behalf tonight. Yeah.
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me in the name that's above every name. There's power in that name. There's healing in that name. There's a breaking in that name. There's a deliverance in that name. Yes, Lord, right now. When the enemy comes in like a flood, your spirit, Lord, will raise up a standard. Lord, we don't have you on a leash tonight. You're not in a box tonight. We don't just want you to show up when we need you. We want you to be the God all the time that you want to be. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now. God, every chain be loose and broken and removed right now. Blessings from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. God, you see this brother right now. Right now. God, you see every need, every hope, every doubt, every fear, every battle, every struggle. Right now, Lord, we place it in your hands. We release it to you, Lord. No leash, no box, no timetable. It's all yours. Yes. and every failure. God, it all belongs to you on this Friday night in February in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name right now, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. In Jesus' name.
name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This young man that you're using right now on this musical instrument, let every decision he makes, Lord, this side of glory be based on what's right for your kingdom in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. doing something special right here before I hand this microphone off let me tell you what I witnessed yesterday morning about 5.35 we have men's prayer every Thursday morning at 5am gentlemen started coming to our church named Tony here a few months ago the Lord baptized him in the spirit I had I was not certain about this but I had an idea he come to me the guy's incredibly talented a tremendous musician and singer he come to me, he said, Pastor, I want to get involved. I said, Brother Tony, we'd love for you to get involved. I got about three or four pages here I want to give you of our guidelines of what it takes to get on our platform. Just want you to read them, go through them, pray about them, and the next quarter rolls around. You've met all of these things. We'd love for you to get involved. About 5.35 in 5 a.m. prayer on Thursday morning, he just burst out in tears. He said, I want you, I want you to pray for me, Pastor. I said, what is it, Brother Tony? He said, for 35 years, I've had a nicotine addiction. He said, I know God wants to use me. And I know God wants me to be a blessing to somebody. I'm a musician, I'm a songwriter, and I've heard him. He's a good one. And he said, would you pray right now? And the men in this 5 a.m. prayer, this was about 5.35 yesterday morning. I said, yes, Brother Tony, we'll do that. We reached up, we gathered around, began to pray. The Lord freed that man in just a moment's time. He felt it. He knew it. He recognized it. He testifies today. And I want to tell you, right now, I wish you'd just reach over and grab a man. Yeah, you don't even do that. You don't have to grab a man by his hand. Just reach over, put your hand on his shoulder. That's in plenty order. Pray for that man. He may not have an addiction. He may not have a bondage. He may not have a 35-year problem but I can promise you every man has a challenge it may not be a sinful challenge but we've all got our challenge we've all got our battles some is fear maybe of something not working out worrying about our children worrying about our home our spouse our jobs Satan throws something at us all every day why don't we in unity right now pray for that brother whose hand right now you're laying on. And in the name that's above every name, claim complete victory for that man's mind. Victory in the mind. In Jesus' name. Come on, you can speak that done right now. I believe with what I feel, it'll be done. Victory. Victory in Jesus' name.
Hallelujah. What a tremendous move of God. Man, I want us to do one more thing. Join together. Let's just lift our voice one more time. And just say, Lord, move in my life. Lord, move in my family. Lord, move on my job. Lord, move in my church. Amen. I believe that out of this night, God's going to do some great things. There's going to be great revivals. There's going to be great reports. We're going to see great things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord once again. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. We want you to come be a part of that fellowship. Amen. Amen. What, what a mighty move of God. Amen. I, woo. Amen. I, I asked Brother Ford if I could just say something. I feel this so strong. A, a, a great harvest begins with a seed. Brother Hathcock, we want to thank you for ministering to us tonight. Thank you so much. Amen. What, what a powerful word. And, and, and I believe that if all the men that are here tonight would, would make a commitment, I want to challenge you to do something when, when you go home this weekend. If you can try it this weekend, if you, and if you, if you feel like the Lord is, is going to would, would bless that, you can do it again. Amen. But, but I, I know at, at our church uh, that, that there's something about praisers and worshipers that, that just the Spirit of God does exactly what He preaches. It begins to move. And, and I've noticed that in our church where I pastor in Corinth, Victory Life Church, that when our men, when our men step out and they come down to the front and praise and worship and while the praise team is leading us to worship, when our men step out, it's like the atmosphere goes to a whole nother level. And we've got young people that do it. We've got young people that step out in praise, in worship. We've got ladies that do. But there is something about men that lead in worship and lead in praise 
So I want to challenge you this Sunday at your church, wherever you go, when they begin to praise and worship God, that you step out, come down to the front, and begin to praise God and, and let God move. Brother Hathcock, we're going to let God move. Amen. How many would take that challenge with me tonight? Would you do that? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's do it and have revival in the men's ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to do that here at Life Tabernacle. Amen. Sunday morning, we're going to lead in worship. We're going to come down front and we're going to lead it. Amen. 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 There's food and fellowship in the back. Let's pray for the food. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the food that we're about to receive and the fellowship of these great men.